Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Coming up this hour, we're going to have for you hashtag Taiwan. Leslie Liao is going to be bringing you a very catchy song. Um, little warning, this is going to be a bit of an earworm, so you have been forewarned. Also, in status update, uh, we have... John and Shirley. And of course, this is our interactive program in which we uh, like to hear from you, the listener, and we share your comments with others in this show. So thank you so much for joining us for all of these programs. Uh, we're going to start off today with Here in Taiwan. Today is Tuesday, May 5th, and you're listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Indeed, you do. <laughs> we also have me, Andrew Ryan. That is true. That is true. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about a bunch of fun things today. 250 people are going to be allowed to watch baseball games. We'll tell you all about that. Uh, also, a Taiwanese company is ranked among the largest retails worldwide. Which one do you think it is? Hmm. They have some uh, stores that uh, you definitely have heard of before. Uh, and also we're going to tell you about a new music video, which is uh, helping raise money for cross-national same-sex marriages in Taiwan, which are not always legal. And we'll tell you all about that in just a moment. Don't go away. Uh, I want to start off today with a little uh, wrap-up of what happened over the weekend, Labor Day weekend. Did you have fun? Did you do anything fun? I did. I did have fun, actually. But I didn't do anything particularly fun. I just <laughs> stayed home. That is that is very good of you, Leslie. Um, in fact, uh, a little bit later on uh, in Hashtag Taiwan, uh, coming up this hour, you're going to be telling us uh, all to stay at home. And you've got a music video That's song right. to do that with. Um, I apologize. I did not stay at home. What'd you do? I uh, oh. left town. I went to my second home. Uh, I don't really have a second home. It's a, a city that I call my second home called Taidong in the southeastern part of Taiwan. Um, I needed a little getaway for my birthday. It is your birthday. Yeah, it was your birthday. It was huh? my birthday. I turned 28. Happy birthday. <laughs> Ooh, you're younger than me, Andrew. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, how'd that happen? Um, I also am a big liar, so that's cool, cool. Um, yeah, so I, I do feel slightly awkward talking about the fact that I went on a little bit of a vacation, considering most of the world is still on lockdown. Mm. Um... Fortunately, here in Taiwan, this is something that's well within the rules. I would not flout the rules, break the rules, uh, because I am a firm believer in... The rules. The rules, as <laughs> always. I don't know if anybody knows that's my brand. <laughs> it's kind of a stickler for the rules, I can attest to that. Kind of, especially when it comes to, you know, new scripts, stuff like that. Um, but when it comes to traveling in Taiwan, uh, we are allowed to travel... Uh, as long as you wear a face mask on public transportation, 
So that means all buses, all trains, high-speed rail. Um, and so I donned my mask and uh, took a four-hour ride down the east coast of Taiwan. Is it? It takes four hours to get down there? Oh, it used to take eight hours, Leslie, when I first got here. <laughs> it took eight hours to get somewhere? I know. In Taiwan, you'd think it'd be really quick. Yeah. Uh, considering you can get there in a plane in 45 minutes. Uh, Why didn't you take a plane, Andrew? Well, you have to book those in advance, and it was kind of a last-minute thing for me. Oh. Also, air travel in the time of coronavirus. I know it's relatively low risk in Taiwan, considering yeah. we are... Um, you know, we have a relatively low number of cases, about 430, uh, plus cases here. Yes. Um, and most of them are from overseas. They're not domestic, um, infections. So we have relatively little to worry about, uh, as long as we're taking precautions, wearing our masks, keeping social distance. Um, yeah. Is have it, you what, traveled at all? Uh, not since the pandemic, but mm. last time I went anywhere was actually Taitong. Taitong, really? Yeah, back in November. Oh. I went there for the first time, and I just remember, I was like, wow, this is so much different than the municipality that I'm used to. Taipei, yeah. yeah. It's definitely a different feeling. It feels like a different country. You realize mm. how big and beautiful Taiwan is at its, you know, on its east coast, which is less populated. Uh, you see the beautiful... Oh, it's it's got to be one of the most beautiful train rides in the whole world. I mean, just the, I drove down uh, in the highway. Beautiful you highway ride. You used to think, you know, California Pacific Coast Highway is the way to do it, but the water out there is green almost. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. And then the coast, the, the Qingshui Cliffs in mm. Hualien are just gorgeous. Um, and you see all of this from the train. Uh, once you pass Hualien, which is about halfway down... Uh, then you go through the Central Rift Valley and you see the stretches of um, beautiful green rice fields. Um, wow. And it depends on the time of year you go too. Sometimes those are um, filled with rapeseed flowers. So they're mm. yellow. They're just golden. And uh, the weather is gorgeous. The distant mountains, dark blue. Um, I would highly recommend it. Once you can travel again, if you can take a trip down the east coast of Taiwan. By train. By train, yeah. In particular. Go slow, yeah. You can't go slow in the car. (laughs) Well, you can. Might not be advised. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I spent a nice weekend down there. Um, It really is a different uh, world, I think, because in Taipei, we're so used to being nervous about everything, Mm. about uh, worrying about every little scratch in your throat. Much more fast-paced up here. Yeah, and uh, more worries about coronavirus, too, uh, with good reason. Yeah. Taidong has had zero cases. Uh, it also has currently has zero people in quarantine. Um, that's got to be the only place it's happening right now. I think so. At least in Taiwan, that's the only place it's happening. Um, but that's definitely partially due to the fact that it's so remote. Um, but people down there weren't really wearing masks for a lot of things. You, I mean, you, you still have to wear them to go into hospitals. Okay. Um, and you definitely see people wearing them in crowded places. You didn't go to the hospital while you were in Taizong, were you? No. Okay. I asked about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like to stay away from the hospital when I can. That's probably a good, that's probably a good idea. In under normal circumstances, but especially now. Um, so at any rate, a beautiful place, uh, Taizong. Um, and there was a big earthquake. Did you feel the earthquake? I didn't, but I saw it was probably the second largest of the year or something like that. Yeah, it was a, I think it was a magnitude four. 
have an in Taidong, so mm. I was right there near this epicenter, relatively well, close. Give us the inside scoop, man. Oh man, it bounced me right out of bed. Um, a little embarrassed to say that because it was like eleven in the morning on a Sunday, but you know that's I how was, I roll. I hang out on eleven. I'm still hanging out on the bed at eleven <laughs> on a Sunday. It's no biggie. I mean, we, we deserve it, right? I mean, you stay at home. You know, I could do whatever I want at home. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to tell me what to do? So yeah, so it was um, a little bit uh, of a bigger earthquake there, but uh, nice to to see that the uh, house I was in withstood everything. Apparently, there was a columbarium. You know what a columbarium is? No, don't. It's a jingguta, uh, I think they call it. Oh, lingguta, yeah, yeah. right? Oh no, it's a place that has like all the remains of um, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. the people who have passed away uh, in urns. The ashes in there apparently bunch of them uh tumbled open and kind of scattered across the ground oh that's not good not good especially when you consider that they actually have to go back and approach the families and you know have them identify the remains which i think is kind of hard if they're yeah i don't think (laughs) ashes it's going to be really hard for them to do that yeah and people have pretty like pretty strong feelings about like not mixing ashes and like you want to not be praying to the wrong person yeah so people who believe it in that they believe in it hard, you know. Hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel a little bit bad for the families that uh, that affected, but uh, I think they will figure it out. Mm. Um, the columbariums are usually very well sealed, though. Yeah, I don't know. I think I need to read a little bit more into this, but I think maybe they didn't lock the the little cabinets oh, properly. No. Yeah, they maybe opened them for uh, tomb sweeping and then kind of oh. neglected to kind of seal them up properly. Okay. Yeah. On that note, I think we're going to move on to another story. (laughs) Let's talk baseball. Uh, If you uh, have not been paying attention to Taiwan's baseball news, apparently it's one of the few places in the world where you can watch... Uh, live baseball on TV. Yes. Uh, I believe uh, South Korea was going to begin, I think, this week sometime. It was supposed to be on the first. Did they not do that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's look into it. Okay. <laughs> I, I was under the impression that they started. It's sometime in May they're supposed to begin. I think it's the first week in May. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that actually, the fact that Taiwan is playing baseball, it's the CPBBL. CPBL. Yes. Don't want to have too many Bs in there. <laughs> um, they are... Uh, the local uh, professional baseball league in Taiwan has gathered the attention of sports casters around the world, even people like Keith Oberman, who we've talked about in our show before. Yes. Um, now, uh, this has been limited to watching on TV, but apparently now people are going to be able to watch in person. Yeah. So what happened was with this whole uh, pandemic going on, the baseball season got pushed back twice. And, you know, people were just like, what's going on with the baseball season? And one of the great joys of a baseball game is just being in that atmosphere, in the stadium, watching the game, cheering on. And people Hot dogs were, and beer, man. Hot dogs and beer, you know. <laughs> in Taiwan, it's like rice boxes and, you know, pearl milk tea. But, you know, same idea. Yeah, actually, you can uh, listen to Feast Meets West from last weekend. We did a whole rundown of all the foods available at Taiwanese baseball games. Is that right? Yeah, we I... sample Oden. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, which little fish paste uh, balls and soup. Yeah, yum. You are more Taiwanese than I am. I beg to differ. But <laughs> anyway, back to the uh, baseball yeah, game. Yeah, so, so what happened was the season started with no crowd. And what happened was they actually allowed mannequins and robots. Those were the only people <laughs> allowed in the stadium to go watch... Uh. 
you know, the baseball game. And this is, of course, just to be mindful of social distancing and, you know, make sure nobody got sick. But after a few, I guess, good weeks of good performance Taiwan has kind of had with dealing with the coronavirus, um, the Central Epidemic Command Center is opening up to the idea of allowing fans into the stadium. Now, originally, the Chinese Professional Baseball League, the CPBL, wanted to allow 500 people to attend each game. And that, of course, is Taiwan's Baseball League, right? Yes. Not to be confused with um, the Baseball League in China. I'm, I'm not sure if they have the same name or not. They don't. Okay. But it sounds like it might be the one from China, but it's really the one from Taiwan. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they... Uh, uh, submitted an approval to the Central Epidemic Command Center mm-hmm. to, you know, loosen restrictions that, hey, can we start letting people into the stadium? And the Central Epidemic Command Center says, okay, but we're not going to do as much as 500. Oh. You can have 250 people. Now, these stadiums, they usually, like, could sit, like, maybe 10,000, I think, for a big stadium. Yeah. A nice big stadium in Taiwan is about, I, yeah, about 10,000. 10, maybe 20 at the most. 15, I, don't even I think. think. 20. I think, yeah, 15 yeah. would be the more the higher end. Um, and before that, you know, they said, well, we're going to deduct players, coaches, cheerleaders, and you're going to have 250 fans will be allowed to buy tickets and watch Chinese professional baseball league games. So you're, I mean, if you have 250 plus all those other people who are involved in the game in the first place, you may get close to like, 400 yeah you think four five hundred maybe maybe um but the thing is like with how big the stadiums are like you pointed out right there's i think a person's gonna have a whole row to themselves and that's not even gonna be an issue and i think they're probably gonna space everybody out too right they don't want everybody stay on top of each other yeah there's there's no way because like family per row with all the social media these days if those pictures get out of them not Social distancing, right? They're going to be a big, big doo-doo. Well, surely they'd have to wear masks as well, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about beers and hot dogs? That's the most important thing. Don't even say, man. (laughs) It might be beer and hot dog lists. Like, for example, when you went to Taitung and they usually sell food on the train, they didn't do that this time, did they? That's right. They did not do that. Yeah. Although I wasn't clear on whether or not you could buy it first and then like somewhere else Mm. and then eat it on the train. I think it's discouraged. Okay. But they didn't have signs up or they weren't announcing it. So Did you risk it? Um, it's a four-hour train ride. That's it a is time. a four-hour train ride. I will, uh, <laughs> to protect my... Um, <laughs> identity. Identity. Um, or, or Yes, I will yeah. say that I may or may not have risked that. But I would not recommend it. How's that? Okay. <laughs> that's good enough. That's, that's, that's a proper answer, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. So are they saying anything else they're going to do with the uh, the fans coming in? I think they have to sign up, right? So you have to use your own name yeah. to get in there. Well, they, they want to make sure everything's traceable, right? So just in case, knock on wood, cross your fingers, someone does get sick or someone comes in contact who does get sick with the coronavirus, they can at least trace it. And I think that's pretty par for the course for anything that's happening in Taiwan right now. All public things they make you... Like to go to the zoo, I believe, you have to use your name to enter so they know that you were in there that day. Hot Springs... Uh, I know they they do that. I'm not sure about anywhere else. Dude, like night markets wouldn't be even traceable. Did you? Was there any place in Taitung that they did that? Uh, I don't think that they make you give your name, but the entrances to the night markets definitely have people there um, enforcing mask rules okay. and spraying hands, yeah. which I thought was super interesting because usually night markets are like kind of a free for all. Right? That's exactly the word I was thinking. Free <laughs> for all. Um, but now it's like one entrance per night market. There's, it's not like multiple entrances or yeah, <laughs> they're really trying to like seal all of the uh, possible loopholes 
uh, and really make sure they can trace, you know, all the people that were in certain places, yeah. just in case there is somebody that gets it, they can move quickly to quarantine everyone. That's right. Right. Or uh, do put people in uh, isolation so they're not spreading it. Well, are you going to go to see a game? If I can get a ticket. Mm, yeah. You know, it, it might be the hottest ticket on the planet. That's, a, that's exactly what it might be. You know, I, I don't like to really focus on um, people who have benefited from this terrible circumstance. Uh-huh. Uh, but it is nice to see that it isn't all gloom and doom for every industry. And some industries like baseball, t- baseball in Taiwan, I think, was going downhill yeah. for many years. So to see it get a little bit of love um, from overseas and certainly from fans in Taiwan, I think... I think that love has bounced back. It's I think, a bit of a resurgence. I, 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 I'm, I think it's not the worst thing to happen. Mm. All right, so I want to tell you about a new music video. There is a song which is called See You Soon. Uh, S-E-A-U-S soon oh not like okay so sea the reason why they changed see you soon to see you soon is because it is based on the original song by uh jonathan lili's own son called Piaoyang Guo Hai like Kani. so floating across the ocean to see you um and now uh as you may guess this is about somebody who is traveling overseas to see their partner specifically from overseas to taiwan um, this is a music video which is being sung by Fish Liang, so Liang Yong, uh, uh, Liang Jingru. Liang Jingru. Ooh, and she's a big deal. She's a big deal. She's, high, she's the hot, hot cakes, man. She's um, Malaysian? Yes. Uh, and then we have, it's a duet with Eve Ai, Ai Liang. Know her. And she's Taiwanese, yeah. Yes. Um, so basically, the, the premise of the video is when you watch it, you see uh, what looks like a Japanese guy at the beginning played by a, da- uh, I guess, a, a bona fide Japanese TV actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is trying to uh, get on a plane to come to see his boyfriend, okay. who's Taiwanese, um, also played by, a, I believe, a Taiwanese actor um, who's relatively well known, but his name escapes me, <laughs> so I won't be telling you that. Um, but what happens is he gets to immigration or to customs and then the customs official, she says, why do you keep coming to Taiwan? And he's like, I keep coming to see my friend. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course the, the video is spliced with all these like, you know, uh, everyday life images of these two guys kind of hanging out at home, like reading on the couch, eating breakfast together okay. and like basically just living together, spending their time together. He's like, I keep coming to see my friend. And the woman's like, why do you keep coming to see your friend? <laughs> Read between the lines, lady. <laughs> he's like, come on. <laughs> Haven't you been watching any, you know, popular, you know, uh, media in Taiwan, social media and stuff? Um, basically, he's embarrassed to say that he's coming to see his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, more importantly, because he can't get married to his boyfriend. So he's, it's still a boyfriend, not his gotcha. husband or his partner. Um, of course, if it was his husband, then he would have be able to get residency and it would be a much easier scenario. Again, the legal parts of this. The legal parts of it. Don't ask me too many specifics because I don't know. Um, but basically, so Taiwan passed same-sex marriage last year in 2019. Uh, it became legal uh, in the summertime. And uh, it covered most people, but it did not cover people uh, who want to get married to foreigners who are from a country where it is not legal to 
get same-sex married. Oh, yeah. I guess Japan wouldn't fall in that category, huh? So Japan does not fall in that category. And I think uh, even more difficult is when the partner is from a country uh, like, for example, uh, Thailand, Indonesia, Philippines, Mm. uh, essentially countries where a lot of migrant workers are from. Yes. So if you're Taiwanese and you fall in love with a migrant worker, I think it's really hard to make the case for this person to keep coming to visit you. Yes. Because immigration officials, I mean, it'll set off all kinds of red lights and sirens and whatnot. So basically, long story short, there's an organization in Taiwan, which is called the Taiwan Alliance to Promote Civil Partnership Rights. What's the acronym? Uh, T-A-P-C-P-R. Okay, didn't spell anything. I thought it was going to spell something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does have CPR in it, so I don't know if they're trying to revive um, the partnership rights for... I see what you did there. You see what I did there? <laughs> um, so basically, this is part of their campaign. They're trying to raise money. They have put it on a crowdfunding website. The goal is to raise $4 million to push the case to allow for same-sex, uh, cross-national same-sex partnerships, or mar- I'm sorry, marriage. Um, the goal is to raise $4 million. Now, I saw that they released the music video on April 30th. Already, they have, uh, they've accrued more than $2 million. So Holy they've got moly. more than half of their goal. Uh, to give you an idea of how much that is in U.S. dollars, that's 135000 U.S. dollars. Um, about nearly 1,500 people have donated so far. Um, but I think it's a, a super interesting way to do it and a very popular way to do it. Um, and it will be interesting to see how they push the case further uh, and see if they can make this into a topic of conversation that people can relate with in Taiwan. Um, right on. Right now, this video, I think, is a top 10 uh, trending video on YouTube. So I think that will definitely help their case. And already um, they have uh, over 1 million hits. Uh, I cannot see the number instantly, but uh, I think, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch this campaign. It's only been five days, less than a week. That's very impressive. Super impressive. Uh, If we hear more about this story, we will let you know in an upcoming edition of Here in Taiwan. All right, so Taiwan um, has a... uh, very large retailer, uh, which has been ranked uh, one of the top uh, worldwide retailers. Uh, although you say it's 142nd, is that 142nd. a big? Is that a big deal or no? I mean, it, whenever someone <laughs> makes it on a list, they're like, "Yay, we made it on a list!" <laughs> and then you slam on the brakes, and you're like, "Wait, what does this mean?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but what, basically, what happened is this involves a subsidiary of the Uni President Group, which is one of the biggest companies in Taiwan. And they have their own baseball team, they may I point out. They do have one of their baseball teams. The they have Lions? The, uh, down in Tainan. Yeah, the Uni That's President right. Lions. And okay. you got to realize, these guys own one of the biggest things that you probably walked into one today, Andrew. I walked into at least two of their stores today. There you go. So <laughs> they, what we're talking about is they own 7-Eleven. And this is one of, like, if you've ever been to Taiwan, you know the streets are pretty much littered with convenience stores. And there are three major chains. Yep. And Family Mart, 7-Eleven, OK Mart, and without uh, Fukuto. A doubt, <laughs> Fukuto was, like, so long ago, man. I, they still got them. Did they still have them? They still got them. I haven't them. seen one in years. OK Mart, right? OK is a, oh, OK is a Fukuto. I know that's another one. Anyway, yeah. so those are a couple Whoa, of you them. just blew my mind. <laughs> anyway, with how big they are and how ubiquitous they are around the island, you know, people are just like, they must perform really well. Well, the accounting firm, the really big accounting firm, Deloitte, 
did the math and they said it is the 142nd largest retailer in the world. Now they posted 7.3 billion billion with a B US dollars in sales in 2019. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So what are the stores? They they I mean they not only have um uh 7-Eleven, they've also got Starbucks. Yeah, they also own Starbucks and I think they did a stint of uh they did uh Watson's, is it? Cosmed. No, Cosmed. Yeah. Cosmed. They mm-hmm. always try to do like whatever any other multinational company comes to Taiwan, they're just like, no, 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 we're getting in that too. Yes. So they have many, many different types of stores. I believe, didn't they have a donut store at one point too? Was, one of the donut stores. They do. Uh, is that Mr. Donut? Is that them? It might I think, be. I, I think, think that's it's them. Mr. Donut. Yeah. I think that's them. Yeah, yeah. So many stores. Uh, so how many stores do they have? Do they have any, a list of the number of stores? They don't have a list of the number of the stores, but I just know they own, they have their hands dipped in every cookie jar in Taiwan. Deep into every cookie jar. You said a couple of keywords there. One is cookies, <laughs> uh, but we're not talking about cookies. Uh, but if we could give you a cookie for listening to our show, we would. For here in Taiwan, I'm Andrew Ryan. (laughs) Leslie, you can have as many cookies as you want. All right. All right, so I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Leo. Stay tuned. we got more coming your way on RTI. Hello, and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. On this week's segment, we got in touch with a Japanese YouTuber living in Taiwan. Now, she recently released a cover of a popular Chinese song, which she rewrote the lyrics to to make it a song about COVID-19 prevention. She very graciously allowed us to play the song, and we're going to share it with you on this week's show. That's going to be what's coming up next on Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk to you about this woman. Her name is Sayu, and she's a Japanese YouTuber living in Taiwan. This is the Taiwanese indie rock band Wangfu, and they have a song called You Are My Air. Now, in keeping with our musical theme, I wanted to share a song with you. Sayu actually rewrote the lyrics to You Are My Air in Chinese nonetheless, and performed it herself online. We liked the song so much, we reached out to Sayu and asked if it was okay if we shared the song. She gave us an emphatic yes, saying that the purpose of her song was to give the world a good message. Now, we took the liberty of adding English subtitles for our viewers, and I may or may not have thrown footage of myself in there, so maybe look out for that. Anyway, without further ado, you guys, here is the song, and be warned, it's very catchy.
I'd like to close out today's hashtag by thanking Sayu once again for letting us use her great video. Links to her YouTube and the original video will be in the description below. I'm going to keep my sign-off simple today, you guys. Like Sayu says, stay home. Oh, thanks, Leslie. And of course, thanks, Leslie, for staying at home. As you know, he's been staying at home uh, while we've been recording uh, just for safety reasons. And we actually only see each other once a week when we do this show. Right. It's good for our relationship, right? Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's hashtag Taiwan for the week. And be sure to follow us on social media and leave a comment below. We'd love to hear from you. This, this is, is Status, status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. We're going to be getting to your letters. We always love to hear from you, what you think about our programs, what, well, what programs you listen to and everything. But before we get to that, um, let's have a little chat about, well, actually updating our status a bit here. Okay. So um, I was just going to say that I had a slight scare last Friday um, because we just had the long weekend, the Labor Day weekend, mm -hmm. which meant um, we got Friday off as well as the weekend. But well, some people did. <laughs> some people did. Yeah. So um, John and I had to come in here because it's our news day, mm -hmm. our new shift. And then um, husband dropped me off. And then um, I went up to my office and... And then lo and behold, I said, oh, no, it's a holiday, which meant the cafeteria in RTI is not open. Usually, it's not open okay. on national holidays. And I was going, oh, no, should I call my husband so that he can, you know, turn back, you know, and get me some food and turn back again? And then I thought, oh, wait, maybe we, I can order from the front desk because uh, usually um, the, the guards here at the office, they, they, they can order lunch boxes. And that's like running down to the first floor. And they said, yes, but except only if we have enough orders, then they would deliver. Well, there's not anyone else around. I know. Literally, yeah, it's pretty empty. I mean, look at our parking lot. There's like hardly any cars. And so I thought, oh, no. And then he said, the cafeteria is open. I said, it is? Are you sure you're not lying to me? <laughs> they, they wrote it on their whiteboard. See, I didn't see there's that. There's a whiteboard when you come in. Of course, now no one's allowed to actually go downstairs. Exactly. We're all social distancing like we're supposed to be. But, uh, oh, including us here at the, who work at the... I don't know about that, but like they're kind of, they're actually, you call them a cafeteria. They're actually a proper restaurant that for some reason is in is, our basement. Yes. I don't know why, <laughs> how that came to be, but anyway. So um, it's cafeteria slash restaurant. It's been here for as long as I have anyway. Mm -hmm. And they, you all, yeah, because everyone's on vacation. So they're going to, probably a lot of people don't feel like cooking. Right. And actually so because... You can place an order. Right. And because of the pandemic, it ha it used to be open to the public um, for lunch and dinner. It's all... But now, you know, people can only... Can come as far as the edge of our driveway. Exactly. The driveway into the parking lot. They can have and takeouts. That's and that's what they have. A, they placed a whiteboard there and they wrote it. We're, gonna, we're open oh, as usual on May 1st. See, I didn't see that. So, so anyway... You didn't know that? Oh. I did not. 
So I'm thinking that, you know, with the pandemic, everything, it's really affected their business. Now nobody can come. And I know that I noticed that one of the employees would actually stand at the gate if there's any takeouts. But I don't see a lot. Honestly, I do not see a lot of takeouts. Mm. So I think it's affecting business. And all I can think of is they're keeping it open even on a national holiday like last Friday. Trying Um, to make up for some lost business. Yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah. uh, I'm not such what a, a fan. I usually bring my own lunch. I'm not I know. Really a yes, fan. I've noticed that. Um, yeah, but um, but I have to say that I find it one thing that they do are doing pretty funny, which is that uh, they because the driveway is a little bit long mm-hmm. and people can, can only stand at the far end of it. They've got a guy like on a scooter. Yeah, ferrying the orders. I mean, they could just walk. <laughs> it's not that far, <laughs> but I guess. Um, it's, time is of the essence. They're yeah. afraid it might get cold by the time it reaches the other oh, end. Okay. I don't know. Don't they have a cart? I saw pull? a guy on a scooter the other day, so maybe he got tired of the cart. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just thought, like, wow. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's like just coming up from the basement. Hmm. For those listeners who probably don't realize, but our restaurant slash cafeteria downstairs is quite popular because it's got a couple of pretty popular dishes. Well, that the is... other thing is that there's nothing else around here. Right. We're surrounded by... Exactly. I was going to um, get to that. Yeah. We have, let's see, a mountain behind us. Mm-hmm. There's a hotel up, up top there, but their restaurant's the Grand a bit... The Grand Hotel. It's a bit fancy. It's not oh, yeah. a casual dining. No way. You may need to shell out a little bit for that. And then that's it. There's a bunch yeah. of like military installations or I don't know what they all are, but... Right. Exactly. So, so you see a lot of like Air Force guys coming in, or you used to. Mm-hmm. Especially on like, you know, um, what is that, double tenth or something? Yeah, well, there's nothing else around. Yeah, where they, uh, or they're like foreign diplomats when they're here and and staying at the Grand Hotel. Then we get a whole force of the military kind of, you know, sticking out at our lobby. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's their standing on guard. I'm talking about eating. Oh, oh, eating. The nearest, the nearest convenience store is like, I don't know, a 15 minute walk. Or even like a bus ride. Come on. I walk usually. Oh, really? Oh. Um, so, yeah, nothing is around. Which in Taiwan is, I'm, I realize that we are very privileged here. In Taiwan, that's like, oh my goodness. I know. <laughs> There's not a convenience store for 15 minutes around. What are we going to do? <laughs> it's it's kind of like, rare. It should be someone, someone, it's against the Geneva Convention. <laughs> you know, so, someone so, call Bono. They can have a benefit concert for us. <laughs> right. But you know what? Um, some people envy us working here because Why? we have the mountains in the back. Oh, it's and pretty. And we've got a be- pretty view overlooking the uh, Xindian River. Is this? No, it's not. What, what river it's is this? It's the Keelong, Keelong River. River. Sorry, sorry. The Keelong River. We do have you a know? nice ground. It's just in, in yeah. the middle of nothing in particular. <laughs> so, you know. So, um, so um, we shouldn't be complaining of, that They much. kind of have a monopoly over the local. But I guess <laughs> if no one's actually coming out of the way to come all the way here, yeah. maybe people don't know that they can do takeout. That's uh, probably what it is. Maybe or because they have a couple of dishes that they they seem to be pretty well known for, and I think that's what a lot of people. Yes, a lot of people, if they knew it was available, like the scent would come chicken grilled chicken. They need to do some yeah, advertising, I guess. Anyway, well, so that was your yeah your Friday then, scare, <laughs> right? But then you know what I mean because of the pandemic, and um, some people are just afraid to get out the house, so there are less and less people going to restaurants and eating out and all that kind this of stuff. Is, doing that's more co- true. Um, doing more sorry cooking. At home, so that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've seen a couple of uh, restaurants near me that seem to have closed up. So totally, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's sad. One of which I used to go to quite a bit. It is a bit unfortunate, but oh well. I know. 
thinking about、um, the way we're handling the pandemic, we're doing a pretty good job, and yet it's affecting some of the business here and closing down. Can you imagine the rest of the world? You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We're at least still allowed to go out at all. Right, right. I think、exactly. they're easing up on that in other places, but we've—I mean, we've been open the whole time. It's just that people are kind of、they're、staying home. Very wary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so again, we have no reason to complain. It's just—I <laughs>、uh, think we have it mild compared to the、right. rest of the world. At least、yeah. they're still open, and I, I'm sure when this is over, the business will pick back up again.、Right. It's not like I don't think they pay rent, do they? So.、Um... I, I don't know. They're just kind of like here,、yeah. like it's like attached to the station in a weird way. I don't really understand how what the arrangement is. I think they do pay rent. Do they? Yeah, you know they've been here as long as I've been here, so it's、I've、like fifteen years. I've just never questioned it. I just right. <laughs> there's a restaurant in the basement of a radio station.、And、Why I, not? <laughs> I remember.、Um, I don't know after how many years、um, they said that the, the radio station was telling them they're going to raise the rent, and、really? that was at the same time where they raised. The price of each dish on the menu. Oh, see, I haven't eaten only there slight, years. very slight so, raise, but yeah, yeah. I have, I have not eaten there in years.、Um, so、anyway. um, I would not necessarily leave a positive Yelp review. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. There's a bit、but、of a customer、really、service、cheap. issue. Yeah, but it's so cheap, you know.、Um, for outsiders, it's amazingly cheap、okay. because they call it yuan gong jia. It's、um, employee, employee discount. Discount. Yeah. We, do we get that? Yeah. I was under the impression that we just pay what everyone else did. Oh yeah. But it's already cheaper than in other restaurants. That's absolutely true. So that's why. I、yeah. don't know. It's so it's really cheap for outsiders.、Uh, they can、anyway. be a little bit rough around the edges when it comes to how they treat their customers. So <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I have had a personal boycott that's gone on for a long time. Anyway, well at least I know that that's last, just me. Yeah. Well at least I know that last Friday I didn't have a choice, but. I just want to share the fact that I had this slight scare, honestly, because、okay. I didn't want to be starving a whole well, day. I bought food. <laughs> I could have just shared with you. Oh yeah. Ah.、Oh, I mean, it's no, no, it's no. convenience store food but, <laughs> that I picked up on my way in, but yeah. Anyway. Okay, well, I say that we get to the letters now. So we always love to hear from you, just what programs you've listened to and what you think about them, and also write us and let us know how you're doing during this pandemic. You know, we always want to know what, how everything's going in other countries. So our address is PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti dot org dot tw. And as always, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube, and we look forward to reading your comments on both of those platforms. Okay, the first letter in my hand is coming to us from Waluyo Ibn Dichman of Indonesia. It says, "Dear RTI, I really love the new QSL cards of RTI. It makes me want to eat every day."、Oh, what, are, what are our new QSL cards?、Uh, they're a food, all the different、uh, local dishes. No, that's for this year. Oh, for this year. Okay. Yeah, for this year. I'm thinking of the. I think, I think the last ones I saw were the fruit ones. That was、fruit? a while ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then some time ago we had birds that are endemic to Taiwan, kind、okay. of. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm glad you like them. I I have to see them myself. <laughs> <laughs> you should.、Um, okay. So the letter goes on. The cake looks delicious and、Ooh. cute.、Oh, I wonder which cake it was.、Uh, some of that cake is like Indonesian cake too. We make sometimes with another fruit, etc. By the way, is Artes still products making a postcard? Postcards? I don't know that we you, ever had postcards. Yeah. Okay. I can only think of、uh, QSL cards. I think at the moment we're just doing QSL cards. Right. Right. That's pretty much what we're doing. Right. And it goes on. It says that this is a reception report tuning in at ten 
to 11 Jakarta time at 15320 kilohertz. Simple rating was four across the board. He listened on April 22nd to here in Taiwan talking about Taiwan donating masks to other another country, including non-diplomatic country, uh, Chinese to go, Shangban, uh, uh, that means going, going to, work. to work, and hashtag Taiwan about the color pink. Right. Oh. Oh. The masks. Yeah. There was about a. Pink masks. There was a. People were people complaining or what was it about the uh, pink masks? I think masks? it was a parent saying that for wearing yeah, pink. his boy probably feel feels weird wearing a pink uh, mask But and then that's what everyone had. Right. Everyone then, has to wear that. There's nothing else. <laughs> yeah. And then the next day, the health minister and his team, um, you know, went on this press conference wearing pink masks. Okay. Yeah. So that's why there was a time about where everybody. Um, some restaurants and uh, uh, brands kind of made their logos pink. Is that what that was all about? Yeah, I saw that, and I'm just always behind the loop about these things. So <laughs> that's what it was. It was okay. really kind of cute. Okay, and then status update: reading yeah. emails from listeners from Assam, India, and then he also listened on April 23rd. Um, didn't listen seriously because there was a guest on, but um, anyway, I guess he had some. Not too good reception, and then on April twenty fourth, he listened to the news about ta- Taiwanese government boosting budget for the economy and uh, about seven billion U.S. dollars, which was hit by uh, because of the pandemic, um, uh, COVID nineteen. The relief package, right? Relief package, with. right? And then here in Taiwan about how COVID nineteen infected the military service. And then on April twenty fifth, uh, Taiwan Insider about Taiwan's baseball team. We were like probably the only team or the only uh, baseball season that actually was able to play oh, uh, yes. in the whole world. And there's an episode of Curious John. I'm going to plug my program shamelessly here. Uh, that has to do with that. If you're interested in that subject, all right, it's coming up soon. Yes. And Time Traveler. That's your program, John. About the white Spanish came coming to Manila in Taiwan. Yep. Okay. All right, and so hope this reception report is useful for the broadcast. Well, yes, thank you very much. Again, that was Waluyo Ibn Dijman of Indonesia. We have a letter here coming to us from India. This one from Ishan Kundu, who writes, "I am a 55-year-old and an amateur radio listener since the 80s. I was happy to pick up RTI quite a few times this month. The English programs delighted me as I came to know many things about this nice, small, sea-locked country. I like that expression, sea-locked." <laughs> Why don't we say landlocked? You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, hope you're staying safe as much as possible in this pandemic. We are in the midst of a long lockdown till May third. Well, it looks like uh, by the time you're hearing this, it should be lifted. So uh, we hope that uh, everyone's getting back to normal. Uh, it says, "Pray that your our country and yours, Taiwan, also recovers ASAP from this COVID nineteen disaster." And please find my latest reception report below on the English service of RTI. Uh, this was my favorite detail about this. Well, first of all, I should say it was it was uh, received on April twenty second. Uh, my favorite detail, though, is that this the radio that was used was purchased in nineteen eighty two, May nineteen eighty two, and wow. still running. They is made it... they made things less disposable back then. I guess I know. Don't just it's, are... it's true. Now it's they true. have what they call like planned obsolescence, where like <laughs> things they deliberately design things to break down after so many months, <laughs> so that you have to buy a new one. Oh. Um, so yeah, keep that keep that old radio running. Um, it says that reception was four three four three four on the Sinpo scale. There, a nice symmetrical number. Um, though we like fives. Um, and then it was information about the COVID nineteen situation in Taiwan. No new cases. Um, then there was discussion about face masks and famous bookstores. That must have been here in Taiwan. Mm. Uh, there was that was followed by music, 
followed by music that was played by the, a Chinese Philharmonic Orchestra. So I'm guessing jade bells and bamboo pipes. So yes, that comes to us once again from Ishan Kundu in India. Thanks for writing in. Okay, um, staying in India, I've got a short um, note here from Shamal Kumar Banerjee. It says, Dear Sir and Ma'am, hope you are all well in this moment. In India, we are in complete lockdown up to May 3rd. Yes, once and, again, hope yes. everyone is uh, coming out of Come there in. and getting back to being in society again. After yeah. <laughs> uh, so long in isolation. Really. And still now, the circumstances is in control, though the people are in fear and obliging the government order to wear masks, social distancing through testing, and it's going slow, though. In this situation, we've been refraining from DXing, but to start shortly and eagerly waiting to send daily reports to you as usual once the situation gets a little better. Yeah, we can't catch COVID-19 through the airwaves. That's one good thing about radio. So keep keep tuning in. (laughs) Keep tuning in, yes. Hope all the best to you and your countrymen, as well as the rest of the world. So again, that was Shamal Kumar Banerjee of India. We've got a thank you note for you, Shirley. This one coming to us from Brian Newell, our yeah. friend in Robinsport, Indiana, in the U.S. It's dated April 27th, and it says, Dear Shirley, Jukebox Republic turned out beautifully. Thank you for sharing Ye Lai Xiang. Mm-hmm. Yep. And those wonderful songs from Saming God. Oh, and Ilit Kaulu. They're both indigenous performers That here. is right. Yep. Um, Saming God, I think, is Puyuma. Mm-hmm. Ilish Kaulu is Amis? Amis, yes. Okay. Uh, those two Saming God songs never cease to inspire me. I think I know the exact ones you're talking about. Okay. I'm doing quite well. It's a sunny day, and I have time to work in the garden and yard and do odd jobs around the house. We have surpassed Taiwan in COVID cases in our county of 38,000 people, 532 cases so far, probably to grow in the future. I have truly have benefited from listening to RTI. From your programs, I have learned the basics. Number one, stay away from sick people. Number two, wash your hands. Number three, don't touch your face. Number four, wear a face mask properly. Number five, keep a positive outlook, realistically assessing risk and following steps to mitigate risks. Number six, keep a social distance, two meters if possible. A couple years back, you interviewed a pig farmer, Kevin Wu, who was operating a farm-to-table operation. This is the way to go. The COVID outbreak has happened at a meat processing plant, which is now closed. Actually, two local meat processing plants have closed. This has a ripple effect on farmers and the food supply chain. Here's a radio program that explains, and there's a link, and it looks. It says, mm-hmm. I looked up Kevin Wu's Nextland website in English, and I think my email to him went through. Mm-hmm. By the way, looking back through the RTI in the Spotlight archives, you've interviewed so many awesome people. Wow. <sighs> it was fun to see all those pictures as I searched page to page to find Kevin Wu's interview. Have a wonderful day. That comes to us once again from Brian Newell, Logansport, Indiana, USA. Did you, in fact, have a wonderful day, Shirley? Yes, that made my day. <laughs> all right. Good to know. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for Status Update. Thank you so much for all your letters, but we still love to hear from you, so do write us. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And remember, you can always find us on Facebook and on YouTube as well. We look forward to seeing you there. Wow, it's already May, so happy May. This happy is... May. <laughs> right. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trier. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. 
Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kilohertz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.